Hello Mosaic, Pastor Dave here. Welcome to another edition of Mosaic News. I hope you're having a great week so far. Uh, One of the things that you might have noticed in the past year at Mosaic is this big push to become a welcoming church. And uh, we've put this big focus on newcomers during our worship service. And you may have heard a newcomer announcement every single week that you've been at church. And now if you go out into our lobby, you see this big welcoming table put there to connect new people uh, to our community. And so with all of this going on, you might be wondering, are we seeking to become a seeker-sensitive church? Um, And I want to answer this question right away. Are we trying to be a seeker-sensitive church? And the answer to that is no. We are not aiming to become a seeker-sensitive church. Um, But instead, we're trying to become a welcoming church. And, you know, you might be asking, what's the difference? Why does it matter what you call it? It seems like it's the same thing. Uh, But first, let me describe to you a little bit about the seeker-sensitive movement in the United States. Um, In 1975, Willow Creek Church started with this desire to reach irreligious and unchurched people, which is a wonderful desire. Um, But as their philosophies began to grow in the United States and it began to spread out of Willow Creek, uh, the forms of the seeker-sensitive movement, it began to change into a movement that made the church look a lot like the world in order to attract the world. And the way that church did that was to run itself less like a church and much more like a company. Uh, where the pastors are CEOs and the elders really are just a board of directors that oversee the church's numerical growth. And the worst forms or worser forms of seeker-sensitive movement came all became all about bigness and, and not about holiness. And by trying so hard to embrace the world, uh, they actually lost the holiness of God. Uh, or in John MacArthur's words, they focused on seduction rather than the gospel. Um, Christianity Today actually ran an article about this and called the seeker-sensitive movement a form of codependence, kind of using that psychological term, saying it's creating codependence. And in the article, it asks, what does codependence look like within a church? It looks like this, avoiding sections of scripture out of fear that certain power pockets will be offended, uh, believing that repeat attendance depends primarily upon the staff's seamless execution of Sunday morning rather than the manifest presence of God. It's a focus on performance, and it's a performance on drawing a crowd. And I want to say that I and the Mosaic leadership do not want to see this happen in our church. We are not seeking to be an entertainment-oriented or attractional church through light and fluffy messages and everything else. Uh, We're not marketing Jesus culture here to the world. Um, But instead of being a seeker-sensitive church, here's the nuance. We are trying to become a welcoming church. Now, what's the difference? I think the difference starts first and foremost with good theology. Uh, Romans 3, 10 and 11 tells us that there is actually theologically no such thing as a seeker of God. Uh, There is no such thing as someone who in and of himself seeks God. Romans is clear about this. Isaiah is clear about this also. We are all dead in our trespasses and sins. No one seeks God. That's directly from uh, Romans and Isaiah. There is no such thing biblically as a seeker of God. That is, unless God works in them. You see, when we say that we are depraved, we really, really mean it. Total depravity means that no one seeks God. 
There is no such thing as someone who wakes up in the morning and just seeks God without God's working in them. Now, therein lies the difference. We do believe that God does seek out sinners and that God is working to bring sinners to himself. You see, God has died um, in his son um, to bring sinners to him. And now we, in response to that, understanding that he is seeking people, we seek to become a welcoming place for those who God has worked in. God is the one who wants to bring those who are far away to him. And we need to be a part of that movement. You see, we can be very stuck in our holy huddles at church and we don't even understand it. Uh, which is why my, myself and the leaders, we're going to go through this book called uh, Becoming a Welcoming Church by Tom Rainier to kind of see how, how do we have holy huddles inside of our church that keep people away? And in what ways do we deter people from coming uh, to him? And so here, here is the difference. Uh, a welcoming church seeks to bring people to God. Uh, it's really a form of evangelism. And when we see the story about Cornelius and Peter in the book of Acts, uh, what we see is God is working and seeking Cornelius. And on the other side, Peter's job is to receive Cornelius with love and acceptance because God is the one drawing Cornelius to him, even though Cornelius is unlike him, very different from him. But God is still working to bring Cornelius into the worshiping community. And God was working to remove all the ways that Peter would become an unwelcoming barrier to Cornelius entering that gospel community because God was the one seeking Cornelius. And so he had to work in Peter to help Cornelius get into the community. Because you see, when someone finds God, uh, they're put into the body of Christ. When you get Christ, you get his people. When you get Jesus, you get his body. Those two things are inextricably linked And so we want to become a body that welcomes those God uh, is bringing to himself. Romans 5, uh, Romans 15, 7 is is something key for us to understand. It says in Romans 15, 7, May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another, in accord with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, Welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. You see, Paul writes here that uh, God gives us the grace to have harmony with one another and to glorify God together. And the focus of all of this is not on each other per se, but the focus is God. The focus is harmony brought by God and the unity and the glue is not age group or race or socioeconomic class, but the harmony and unity and the welcoming that we are to give to each other is totally based in Christ. And that's why he says in verse 7, therefore, in light of this, therefore, welcome one another. Welcome one another as Christ has welcomed us for the glory of God. I believe that the the secret movement, it can be really people-focused, Uh, for the sake of people and church growth and numerical growth and everything like that. And that's the insidious element of the seeker-sensitive movement. Um, People don't actually end up seeking God. They naturally seek themselves. That's what we learn in Scripture. We are all selfish naturally in sin. We are all about us. But we as the church, we can't participate 
in that glorification of self. We can't be a part of that. Because um, when we, as the church, aim to satisfy the desires of the world inside of the church, we're not just in the world, but we become of the world, exactly what Jesus prayed against. And so we can't become people-focused in that way. But we are people welcoming because they are coming to God. You know, some people are not really seeking God, uh, but entertainment, a show, and particularly a message and a sermon that makes them feel good about themselves. And that's really, really dangerous. Uh, This is the work of false prophets. You know, Jeremiah 6 says that the leaders of God's people have turned away and have given novocaine to people, novocaine to people instead of medicine. And Jeremiah uh, says in um, chapter 6, they say, these unholy people, they say, peace, peace, when there is no peace. He says, they tell people, oh, peace, peace, when there is no peace, everything is fine, when everything is not fine. And I think that, you know, the seeker-sensitive churches, um, the ones that take on kind of an aberrant form of what Willow Creek was trying to do, I think it's manifest in messages that don't actually address the problem of sin and the broken relationship with God that comes as a result of that sin. They simply present God as someone who says, it's fine, but it's not fine. You can't say peace, peace when there is no peace. And scripture clearly tells us there is no peace unless someone confronts sin and sees that there is no salvation except in the grace of Jesus Christ. You see, they need to find God here, not just entertainment, not just an event, not even just each other. They need to find God. And that's what it means to be a welcoming church, to remove the barriers for people to come in and to be part of a community that meets with God together. So we seek to welcome with the goal of bringing them near to Christ. And yes, this means removing barriers, but also it means never avoiding the sometimes uncomfortable confrontations that come inside of the Word of God. That's why we always have confession during our service, because there is only peace in the forgiveness of the gospel. There is no peace without that. We're not going to say peace, peace, when there is no peace. That's uh, what false prophets do. That's simply marketing. That's simply drawing a crowd. No, we say that there is peace available only in the one who said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives, um, but the peace that is only in Jesus Christ. So what does all that theology mean? It, It means that we welcome because we do not want to be a barrier to what God is doing in his mission. God is seeking people. People are not seeking God. He, but he is seeking and he's bringing people to himself. And when he does it, he brings repentance and forgiveness of sin. And he brings people into the church, the body of God. And we seek to only be a part of that movement of God. And at the end of my life and at the end of yours, we're all going to stand before God. And I think in regards to our church here on earth, there are a couple of things that we want to be able to say we didn't do. Before God, we want to say, one, God, we did not tamper with your word to create a crowd. And number two, we did not hinder people from coming into the community. 
with our favoritism, by being closed off, by being unwelcoming. We didn't hinder people. One, we didn't tamper with your word to create a crowd. And two, when people came, we did not get in their way to finding you. We want to say to him, God, we we welcomed uh, those who you called into your body. We welcome them as God welcomes them. You know, he died for them. We have to remember that of the people who walk through the doors of our church, who come seeking him because God is moving in their heart. He died for them. And we want to be able to say, God, when your people came through those doors of our church, you know, we welcomed them as if you spilled your blood for them because you did. You know, we didn't ignore them. We didn't show favoritism. We sought to welcome them because we saw that you are working in them to move their feet inside of our church. And so that's why uh, we have this big push to remove barriers and to move our church uh, towards those God is bringing to us. Uh, And we seek to welcome simply for the glory of God. Uh, One last quick thing uh, that I think is good for us to think about. You know, Tom Rainier in his book, uh, Becoming a Welcoming Church, he talks about being a friendly church versus being a welcoming church. And they're very different things. Um, You see, from the experience of someone who visits his church for the first time, as they're observing how people uh, say hi to one another and uh, hug each other and greet each other, they could walk away with the impression, wow, this church is very friendly, but not very welcoming, meaning they're really friendly to each other. When they see people that they know, uh, they're incredibly loving, but when they see people who they don't know, uh, they're very cold. Um, That is a church that is friendly, but unwelcoming. And uh, I think we do need to be careful about that because it is wrong uh, for us to be closed off to those who we don't know and only kind to those who we love. Uh, In fact, Jesus says, even the world does that. Even the world does that. But we seek to welcome people because God is bringing them in. And we can see that and we identify what God is doing in our world. And so that's why I say, no, we are not going to become a seeker-sensitive church in that we're not going to forfeit the things of God. We are not going to forfeit the holiness of God, and we will not tamper with the Word of God simply to draw more people in. No, never. But we will work hard to remove barriers, and we will work hard to embrace people to try to bring them in because God is calling them in. And so, no, we're not going to be a seeker-sensitive church, but we will work hard, um, and I hope we will strive together to become a welcoming church in light of the gospel. And so I hope this clears some things up. Um, A welcoming church removes barriers to God and community and warmly embraces people in light of grace. A seeker-friendly church draws a crowd to themselves, Um, And I would say that it's a fine line between the two, but it's not really because one of them leads to the Savior who gives life and the other one leads to death. One, um, there's a staircase uh, to eternal life and the other one is a cliff. And so in a way, when you look at the wording, it seems like it's a fine line, but not really at all. And so I really pray that the Lord transform us into being a church that loves and welcomes his people and not exclude them. Um, And I pray that that mission and evangelism and love and and first and foremost, the gospel of God 
really moves us towards people uh, that God brings through our doors. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to clear that up, and that's all for today. I hope that was helpful for you. Uh, God bless you, Mosaic, and I'll see you all at church. 